Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Authentic Audience Podcast. Today on the podcast, I have a very special guest, my husband and business partner, Clay Ritma. Clay and I are very different. I love talking and, well, him not so much. So it took me some convincing to get him to be on this podcast with me today. He truly is my better half in life and in work, and this business could not function without him. People usually come to Authentic Audience because they want to work with me, and they stay because of him. Many people ask us how we manage to work together, travel together, and, well, spend so much time together. So today on the podcast, we're going to talk about how we met, how we work so well together and maybe not so well together, how we built authentic audience, our goals for the future of our business, and Clay will share his most inauthentic and authentic business moments. Clay, like myself, has lived many lifetimes in his 29 years. Clay has lived in New Zealand, Paris, Hawaii, and now in the Bay Area with me. He was a scuba dive instructor, a snowmaker, he's ran a run, ran a sailing school, and was in business development in the tech startup world in San Francisco before joining me at Authentic Audience. He has his pilot's license, his captain's license, and plays a mean sax. And recently, he was inspired by his friendship with Trevor Hall to start taking guitar lessons. Clay is really good at pretty much everything except being on time. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, Clay. Thank you. Lovely to be here. How do you feel? I feel good. Well, I'm finally here. I had declined, <laughs> I think, to be your very first guest and my on the second. podcast. And your second. And your third? No. I'm... So far, we've just aired Lindsay okay. and David. Yeah. So it's good Good to finally be here. What made you change your mind? Um, you told me I had to do it. <laughs> <laughs> you for doing it. I just think a lot of people are interested in what you have to say and you're very like mm, cool and quiet. I don't, I don't think I'm cool. But. On social media. <laughs> so no one really knows that much about you. Yeah, I'm the mystery behind the scenes, you know? You're the mystery. Yeah. Today we were just on a call a few minutes ago and people don't even realize we're married right away. So it takes about four weeks, I think, like I talk about Clay as my partner. And so today we've been working with our client for about four weeks. And she was just like, are you guys married? <laughs> yes. Yes, we are. So we are pretty good at keeping our business relationship business until I call you babe on the call. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a dead giveaway. That's usually what gives it away. I think that you're like, they're like, wait. Your business partner? Don't you have a husband? Why are you calling him babe? It's very, very suspicious. There's a lot going on here. So today I want to just kind of dive in with you about our business. And a lot of people want to know how we do it, how mm -hmm. we work together so well or not well, mm -hmm. depending on who you're asking, me or you. I mean, I think it goes pretty well, all things considered. I always say, I mean, the fact that we're able to spend like basically 24-7 together and not murder each other is pretty good. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah. Well, I think. I count that as success. Yeah. I think it's amazing. And we're very honest with each other, which I think a lot of people sort of are confused by or like, you know, we're pretty, we don't let anything mm, linger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We just, we just say it. Well, we can't because we basically sometimes have like 30 seconds or 30 minutes to fight before we have to get on, get the, on next the next call. call. Yeah. So, and we do fight on calls. We just <laughs> we try not to. We try not to, but we'll, we'll disagree on a call. And I think sometimes it can be awkward. Yeah. I think we're pretty good about that though. I don't know. I, I mean, we just both have, you know, I'll have like a strong opinion about some some strategy or what a landing page should be or what the copy should be or the targeting or whatever. Yeah. And we will sometimes have disagreements. I can't remember who we were on the phone with, but it was a couple of weeks ago or months ago and it was a pretty big fight. And no, I it was not a big that fight. That was a big fight. See, this is the thing about Krista. <laughs> she exaggerates things. If you don't know that about her. Okay. So well I was upset. I can take over being host here. Right? <laughs> 
So what happened was I had just talked this whole strategy through with a client and just had like a very simple question for you. So I called you in to ask about an ad spend or a budget. And then you basically like shit on shit my- all over your strategy. <laughs> entire yeah. strategy. I was like, no, no, this, this is stupid. You shouldn't be doing this. You shouldn't be doing this. But I didn't realize that it was your strategy. I thought it was just like some strategy sh- she had. And then you were like, that was my strategy. I was like, Oops. so well, what did we have now? Um, a little sort of people like it when I tell them this, this, we have a little um, secret like code word. Mm-hmm. So if we're on a call and we do this in business, but we also do this just like if we're out to dinner with friends or anywhere where we're like in a public setting or in front of other people and we want the other person to shut the fuck up. Yeah. For lack of a better word. For lack of a better word. We like nicely touch their back and say, I love how passionate you are about this. Yeah. And that is the cue to please stop saying whatever you're saying. We will talk about this later. But I must have said, I love how passionate you are about, about this. six like times six. and I just barreled on through and then <laughs> I just completely ignored you. But so we ended up having a little blow up. Yeah. But I think in I think in general it's pretty it's pretty smooth. I mean, we work on such different parts of the business, and I think we both are good at like respecting the other person's role and you're so much more on the creative side when it comes to like writing a caption or something. I'm just like, you go. Like, I don't even have an opinion about this. Yeah. We just did that a few minutes ago. We were putting up some ads for a new client and Clay does the tech stuff and we'll get into this more, but he's like actually creating the audience and making sure the pixel is there. The tracking pixel, if you have not installed one, (laughs) he's pretty much like screaming from the rooftops on every episode. Um, He basically makes sure sure all like the logistical stuff is in place so that when somebody clicks on an ad, everything fires properly. And I do a lot of the copy and creative and content for the ads. And it works really well. But we'll get into that in a second. So I think we should maybe back up Mm -hmm. and maybe tell our story of how we met. Really? Yeah. All right. We'll do the quick version. Okay. We'll do the we'll do the really fast version. I thought this was a marketing podcast. It is, babe. But people want I feel to misled. Know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How we met the the really the the fast version is our friend introduced us. We went sailing. Krista was like, I don't know who this guy is. I'm not that interested in him. And I told a story <laughs> on the. That's not it. I thought you were very cute. Really good at sailing. And Clay, well, we didn't, I wasn't actually. Who's the guest on this podcast? Here, (laughs) you or me? Just interrupting your guest? Unbelievable. Okay, Okay, carry on, carry on. Um, We didn't have to tell the fuck yes story, but now that Okay, no fuck yes story. All right, that'll be for a later episode. No. No, it's a good teaser. It's a good teaser. Now (laughs) people will want to come back for when I'm on back. We're not telling that story. I'm going to skip ahead to the part where I came into the office and to get a cup of coffee, even though I didn't drink coffee because my friend said, hey, there's a girl that works in the marina. You were working at a marina at the time. Yeah. And he said, yeah, the girl who works in the office is like super hot. So I was like, okay, <laughs> cool. Um, I'll go in there and get coffee. And I went in there. And well, we he, just, also like, said, a, he also huh? said she wants to sail around the world. Oh, she wants to sail around the world, which is both of our dreams. So I'm like, okay, she's hot. She wants to sail. Like, oh, what more do I need to know? Um, and... So what happened then? I don't know. We we talked for like 10 minutes. Yeah, you and- came into the office awkwardly and I thought you were very cute and also was in a very like misindependent like phase and wasn't super looking, but um you wanted to sail and I think that was like the main thing and maybe one of the oh, main yeah, you things gotta- that still Hold us together. together. Yeah. Is we have the same like, you know, goal, I guess. But yeah, you pulled out your map and showed me all the places that you wanted to sail and the route that you wanted to take when you were going to sail around the world. And I just thought this was fantastic. And we talked for like 10 minutes. And as I walk out, I thought to myself, I'm going to marry that girl. And we did. And we did. And we did. But it was not. I mean, let me preface this by saying <laughs> I'm not the type of person that would even believe like I, if you had told me that I would be the type of person who would know in the first 10 minutes that I would marry that some somebody like I just thought that was bullshit I mean I didn't think that existed you're a pretty rational analytical I still think it's bullshit kind of guy you know I guess it happens it happens so here we are um we are married and it was not um sort of like rainbows and fireworks after that moment we've gone through a lot we broke up twice 
Yeah. We got back together twice and we got married in October. October. How does yep. it feel to be a husband? Good, actually. Yeah. Yeah, it feels good. Yeah? I like it. Does it feel different? It feels, yeah. It's like when I see, you know, random girls wherever, I'm like, you can't have me. <laughs> <laughs> so humble. Yeah, but you know what I mean? Like, it's like, I'm off the market, you know? Sorry. I can't help you. <laughs> yeah. So I think that, too, you know, the sailing thing is what did bring us together. We've sailed a lot together. We took a boat trip for our honeymoon. Um, we sailed when we met, I was living on my boat. So we did lots of boat trips and I sold my boat and we're together saving up to buy our future boat, which we want to sail around the world on. Um, so that's sort of, you know, uh, the underlying, I would say with this whole thing, you know, that started way before we started authentic audience was this dream to have a different life. Yep. And how do we create a business that allows us to travel and maybe be offline uh, here and again if we're crossing an ocean um, mm-hmm. and then still have a successful business? Because I never wanted to just like cut the ties and set sail. Yeah, I no. always wanted to have like a foundation in a business. And so that's what we've basically switched our entire focus to now. Yeah. For the past, I don't know, like two, two years, years we turned to, oh my God, this could be our anniversary, our podcast. No, yeah. It wasn't, oh, when, two years in was March. It, was it two years in March? Oh my God. I'll have to look at the exact yeah, date. Yeah. Yeah. So this could be our happy two years to authentic Yeah. Two years in business. Pretty good. Podcast. Yeah. That's and in those two years, we've managed to scale the business 10 times, or I should say Clay has managed to scale <laughs> our business 10 times and I've managed to not spend all of our money. So, yeah, what's it like uh, working with your wife? Um, It's fun, you know? I mean, you get to spend time with the person that you want to spend time with, right? I mean, I people always ask us, they're like, oh, my God, I could never do that. And, yeah, it has its, like, hard moments, and sometimes I wish that I didn't, you know? <laughs> but, like, it, at the end of the day, like, you just, yeah, you get to spend, you spend so much of your life working, And so the fact that we get to spend it, you know, together instead of separate, I think is a real gift. I think we're really lucky to be able to do that. Yeah. And I think we both, you know, we're so different. So I guess our skill sets don't really overlap. So people, I think, have this vision of us like sitting side by side, like collaboratively working. (laughs) That might be your like sort of dream or you wish that there was more of that. Whereas I'm just like sitting in the corner with my noise canceling headphones, like doing Excel with, spreadsheets and with airplane mode with, with like the airplane sounds. Yeah. Or rain sounds on the, on the noise canceling. So yeah. I mean like during the day we, except for when we're on calls, we don't really talk that much. We don't No, And I think that's sort of like the biggest misconception of us working together is we have very, very separate sort of strategies. So, or, um, you know, areas yeah, of the business right. that we manage and half of the time, I don't even know what Clay's working on and he doesn't know what I'm working on. We have an assistant who makes sure our calls get on our calendars and we try not to bother each other. That's sort of my biggest lesson I learned in working with you is Clay does not like to be bothered. And neither do you. You got all snippy at me yesterday when you were like, I'm trying to do something. And I'm like, yeah, now you know how I feel every time you interrupt me. So I don't know. It's a, you know, it's like everything. It's a work in progress. Like it's not perfect, but. I think in general, it goes pretty well. Yeah. And I really respect what you're doing, even though half the time I don't really know what you're yeah, doing. And I and the same for me. Like, I just feel that's the biggest thing. I think like working together is like, I feel grateful that you're there to handle the things that I just could never handle. Like if a client like calls and they're like super emotional about something <laughs> or whatever, you know, there's like all these things that happen that are not related to like business. And I'm just like less good at dealing with, like, I just wouldn't know what to do. If like a client like called me crying, I just, I had no idea. And I wouldn't know what what to do if somebody's ad wasn't approved. Right. And so it's like, I feel there's this like level of gratitude from both of us that the other person is, I'm like, every time that something happens where I'm like, I have no idea what to do, Krista knows what to do And and vice versa. And that I think is so important to like making it work. Yeah. 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 And therapy. And therapy. Yeah. We go to, we go to therapy, which is, which is good. We spend a lot of the time talking about work. 
Yeah, we do. We go, we started going to therapy um, before we got married. Uh, we had, she actually had a great marketing strategy. Um, we love our therapist so much. And she offered like a three session sort of package before marriage because we didn't get married in a church or anything like right. that. So there wasn't any like mandatory work you had to do. So we decided to do it on our own. And it was these three sessions and it was one was expectations, two was sex and three was money. And those are the three things that she finds that couples ultimately end up breaking up over. So she, she was amazing. And we loved her so much that we decided that we're going to go four times a year. And I think before Stacy, we weren't really like thinking of our relationship as important as it is now. Because there's nothing like massive. We don't really fight in like a massive way. So we weren't really like focusing or talking about our relationship because it just kind of worked. Yeah. Um, so I think with Stacy, it's like a time, you know, what we what do we say? Like our relationship needs to be our most important client. Or maybe like third. Or <laughs> third most, most important, important client. client. <laughs> That's where we disagree. Um, no, it's obviously it's yeah. it's highly important, but it can be. It's hard, you know. It's hard to make the time when, when we have a really big thing going on yeah. at work. Uh, date night gets canceled. It gets canceled. Yeah, and which is like you know, it's okay. It's it's not the end of the world. Says Clay. It's not. It's not. Yeah. You know, I mean, we. I think we've been better at it recently, though. Thanks Before, to Stacy. Thanks to Stacy. Before yeah. it was really like we really neglected it and only did the business. And, and if we went out to dinner, it would be about business or yeah. it would be with a client. And I think it really came to a head for me a couple of weeks ago when I wanted to have a date night and you were like, well, we already went out to dinner last night and it was with a client. Right. And but that's so, the thing though. No, like, let me finish. Okay, go ahead. And so I said, you know, and Stacy agreed with me. Um, I said, you know, that's you going out to dinner with your business partner and not you going out to your wife with, to dinner with your wife. Right. And no, I, and she was right. And she it's something right. that she was right. Yeah, she was right. You were right. <laughs> yeah. Were right. But that's something that I think you struggle with is working with me is how to take the sort of business partner hat off and put the husband hat on when, you know, every moment we're not working, you know, we could be working. It's true. Like we're not on salaries that we end the day at five o'clock and whether we work till three or 9 p.m., like it makes a difference for us. Uh, We get more done. We can get more clients and have more money. So we really have to make our relationship a priority. But I think thanks to Stacey and thanks to, I think, having gratitude for each other's differences and being so radically honest with Mm -hmm. each other, which was one of our vows, um, it works. Yeah. Yeah, it works. Um, so let's talk about authentic audience. Yeah. Um, maybe do you want to, what do you want to start with? Do you want to talk about how we created it or what you do now? Um, yeah, let's talk about how we created it. Cause I think there's some interesting things to talk about in that story. Okay. Like and what? well, so, so I was just thinking about right, right before we were going to record this, um, about the lesson of well, you always say people follow people, then they follow brands, right? And so when we launched Authentic Audience, it was completely different from what it is today, like has no resemblance to the original thing that we launched. The original mm-hmm. thing we launched was like helping people grow their Instagram followings. Um, and, you know, we've incorporated elements of that into yeah, Authentic Audience. The social media strategy is now part is of Is now part of, you know, what we yeah. do, but it's not the whole thing. And, you know, what we did first to, to launch it was we got a client. And it was Lindsay, I guess I can say that on here, um, who was the first guest she on the was podcast. On, she was on the podcast, um, ritual. They, you know, they hired us when, honestly, like, we didn't even know what the, the fuck we were, like, you selling, can say fuck. you know, like, to be honest. And, but they, they trusted us. They knew us. They knew that eventually it would turn into something useful and they hired us. Um, and I think that that was like a really uh, powerful lesson for me. It was like, oh get a client first and then figure out like what you're going to do for them and how you can best serve them. and how you can best serve them. And it evolved so much over that time that, you know, Lindsay would get on and be like, well, what about this? And I'm like, okay, I could solve that for you. Okay. What about this? Okay. I could solve that for you. And it just evolved and evolved until we were finally solving a really hard problem for them, which was like social media advertising. Um, and that turned out that's what they needed. 
and so and it's what a lot of people need and so that was how we hit on doing what we do is that we just kept solving problems for a client um and yeah i I think think that that's a powerful lesson i think it is too because a lot of people like we spent um we were in thailand and we took some time off to really figure out what we wanted to do we knew we wanted to work together you knew you wanted to help me grow this sort of marketing right um, piece of what I was doing. I, I was calling it like brand brand work or consultations right. at that point. And so we took some time off and then we went and spent a month in Yosemite mm-hmm. uh, launching this thing. Yep. And that's an important lesson. And I find it with a lot of my clients, like I had to tell someone recently, like stop touching your website and go stop, out. Stop doing your logo. Stop worrying about all that stuff. It's all forms it of resistance, you know, like until you get that client or that customer, like you don't have a business. Yeah. Go, go get a, <laughs> go get a customer that's willing to pay you money to solve a, like a problem that they have. I think that's such a, that was the biggest thing I learned, I think, from like going through the experience of launching Authentic Audience. And like, it took a long time before we really hit on what we were going to do. Like that first year was pretty rough. It was pretty rough. Yeah. Yeah. And then last year we scaled that because once we figured it out, it took us about a year to figure out our business model. And then uh, we scaled that last year. Was it five times? I don't know. Yeah. We made more than five times what we made in the previous year. And now we have a scalable business model, which is pretty much every business's dream. And it's really you that figured out how to do it. So I want to take a quick break and come back and talk about what the hell you do every day with those nice canceling headphones on. (laughs) So I think everyone's pretty clear on what authentic audience does. You know, it's very custom for everyone. It's basically, you know, we create a custom marketing strategy for you on a number of levels all Mm -hmm. around digital marketing Yep. and all of the things. So this is social media marketing, Facebook ads, uh, SEO, brand development, and email nurture campaigns, landing pages, so many things that go into this. So we customize a strategy for you. And depending which program you're in, we either do it for you or we teach you how to do it. So what do you do all day? Um, A lot of my time is spent just looking at all the different Facebook ad campaigns that we're running. Like that's the main, like that's kind of the bread and butter of our business, whether it's the agency or the authentic marketing program. That's how we recommend people reach their audiences is through Facebook ads. So um, doing a lot of like data crunching and looking at numbers and campaigns and adjusting things and changing out pictures and creative. And so I spent a lot of time doing that. And then, um, let's see what else, <laughs> uh, getting on calls with, um, people who are in the authentic marketing program, um, which is us kind of coaching them to do this instead of doing it for them. So looking at their ads and explaining to them, you know, sort of how to do what I do on a, on a smaller level, I guess. You send a lot of, uh, video, how to videos. Yeah. I record like how to videos, um, which I actually weirdly enjoy sort of doing that. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, I do kind of, I kind of like it just because I've taken a lot of like, you know, programs or lessons or whatever, these online things, you know, there's lots of these out there. And I always find my frustration with them is the videos are too damn long and they're not to the point. And so I take this like a little bit of pleasure in making like a three minute video. I love that. If I can, if I can fix your problem in three minutes, like that's amazing. And that's what I want. So I'm like building something that I want. I'm like, okay, just get to the point. Show me the thing. So that's kind of fun. I'm like, how quickly can I help somebody solve this problem? Yeah. And I think Facebook, like, so Facebook ads are, of course, like a part of our sequence, but it's a part that requires a lot of sort of technical knowledge or skills on both the creative side and on the actual back end. It's not intuitive, but you said something a couple of weeks ago that I really like loved and it was sort of a new way of looking at Facebook because a lot of people have a lot of different opinions right mm-hmm. now. On they get Facebook. a lot of bad press. A lot of bad press. And you said something about um, 
it gives the little guys a chance. It does. Yeah, it does. I mean, I, you know, I don't know how much your listeners pay attention to the like negative news around Facebook, but I obviously follow it pretty closely since it's our business. Um, and, you know, there's some legitimate points that people have about privacy and whatever. But um, at the end of the day, it gives an opportunity for small business owners and solopreneurs to reach huge numbers of people for a really low amount of money. Whereas before you might have to buy like an ad in the New York times or buy a billboard costing like millions of dollars. And now you can reach people for like a few dollars a day. And, um, that's cool. It, it may, there's just so many more possibilities for that for small business businesses to, to do advertising effectively. And we've seen it work. Yeah. And it does work. It's amazing. You know, these, there are businesses now that we help launch that just couldn't have existed even five years ago. Um, yeah. That's amazing. So, okay. So that's basically what you do all day. And what do you like about it? Like, do you like your job? Do you like working for authentic audience? I do. Um, it's fun. It's a challenge. It's like, it's a puzzle. Um, I think that's one of the things that I like about the Facebook ads is, you know, you build up, you build this little thing where you want to get people to do an action, put in their email address or buy a thing or, or whatever it is you're trying to get them to do. And it's like a little game. Like, can we get people to, to do it? I and, love that. That's how you think of it. You know, it's so different. It's, it's like a, yeah, it's like a game. And, and, um, when you win your client makes money and, and the person that bought the thing gets something valuable. So it's like, you're creating this little like win-win situation for, for people. So. Well, I think um, there's a key point in what you just said and the person on the other end gets something valuable. So right. we're not selling anything. And I think we're very particular, uh, even getting more particular about which clients we work with for a number of reasons. One, we have developed strategies that we know can help very specific people. And we are looking to find those people because we know that we can help them the most. Yeah. So that's one side. But the other side is we only work with people that we believe their product or service or offer is actually going to help people. Yeah, going to help people. And actually of value. And so that's sort of, you know, a fun challenge and also beautiful aspect of what we do is helping clients that we believe in, that we love, but maybe their product or their offer is not so good, um, helping them sort of. Helping them develop it into something that is good that can work and that can be an actually sustainable business too. Um, That's a big part of what we do is helping people, you know, figure out how to sell something that's scalable or sustainable. That's actually going to like pay the rent. Yeah. And I kind of want to help everyone. And so sometimes an offer or client will come in and sometimes a fight happens because you'll just be like, no, no. (laughs) What do you mean? No. Like, I can't say no, like this person's amazing. I want to offer them something. I want to help them something. But you've helped me really understand that, like, what are we in the business of doing? You ask me that all the time. Mm -hmm. Like, what are we in the actual business of doing? You know, and if we can, and we're in the business of transforming and helping scale other people's businesses through marketing. And so if whatever the client is needing doesn't necessarily fall in that, or we cannot transform their business in the way that we know we can, we have to say no. And that's like no fun for me. And you have like no problem doing that. You have no problem firing people. I know it's going to, it's in the long run is going to be better for everyone involved. Like if somebody comes to us and I know that we can't really help them, it's like my like duty to not take their money. Yeah. You know, because I'm not in the business of, if I was in the business of selling programs or selling, right then I would just sell it to everybody and make as much money as I could. But that's not what we're in the business of doing. Sometimes it's tempting <laughs> to do that because you're like, oh, we could make, you know, a lot more money. But at, I don't think that's a formula for long-term success. Like we are in the business of creating success and scaling people's businesses, not in selling our product. Right. And that's like a key differentiator for well, and I think that's us. that's why people trust us. Like we have a client, a potential client sitting in front of us right now, and it's a lot of money. It's a big budget. And we don't know, right? Like we still don't know if this product or if this offer that they've told us about is going to work. Yeah. And we can't morally 
take this money and this spend if we don't think that we can produce results. Yeah. And I think that that is a huge reason why people come to us because we are results focused all the time. I mean, we could have a whole fucking conversation yeah. about clickbait and clicks versus conversions, which I don't think we should get into. because <laughs> uh, <laughs> I could go on and on. We could go on and on. Could go on. But the idea in working with our company is we will deliver results for you and we don't want to take you into the red any longer than you have to. Like, yeah. it should be a small investment upfront and then immediately you're seeing sales and you're seeing conversions. And so it feels really good to invest more money into your advertising. Yeah. And that's the idea anyway. That's the idea. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes it doesn't work. I mean, we've been fired yeah. and uh, it happens and it, and usually it's and because usually it's because we said yes to a client that we shouldn't have. Yeah. That's, that's like, if there's a client that I know we can help like 110%, then it always works. But when there's the one that's like, maybe, I don't know, but I want to do it anyway, or there's some external pressure to do it for whatever reason or whatever, then that's when you can get into into problems. So that's been an interesting learning experience. Yeah, we learn so much, man, like every day. Yeah. it's And you don't know what it's going to be. Like there's always going to be something and it, it's very exciting for me. Um, but I get very emotionally involved in things and you do not. True. Although I do think, you know, uh, there is, there is an element of, um, what am I trying to say? Like intuition, you know, that is involved in it. Like learning to trust your gut on it. Like I, I'll have a gut reaction to whether we should take a client or not. And I getting better at listening to that. Um, and I feel like the clients that haven't worked out were always ones that I was like, no, we shouldn't do this. And then we did it anyway. And then it didn't work out. Um, that's and, true. and that's very true with Facebook ads too. I mean, or with marketing in general, there's such like a, there's such a like dominant idea of like AB test everything and only look at data and like data is so important. You know, you have to look at it, but at the end of the day, it's like, just come up with the right answer first. Like don't, don't AB test like 16,000 different, you know, Facebook ads or landing pages, just come up with a good one and launch it. Trust your gut. Trust your gut on it. And I think it's important. I think, um, you know, not enough people do it that way. Yeah. Well, that's what Dan, we we're going to post his podcast here soon, but we already recorded it. And our, our business mentor said that he has yet to see a marketing agency with the intuition like we have. And I think that's something pretty unique about us mm -hmm. is we both, and we've been told by, you know, we've done a lot of like couples readings and astrology and we have an acupuncture and a meditation. We have a lot of like people in our lives that have told us in many ways that we both have very strong intuitions. And I think my lesson this past year came from listening to yours because I get a little too emotionally involved sometimes to really be able to like step back and listen to my gut. Yeah. And you're like, no, like this isn't going to work. We shouldn't take them on. And maybe it's an ego reason or an emotional reason or something that is like clinging me or attaching me to that client and wanting to do it. And every time you have said no, you were, you were right. And so I think a lesson for me is learning to listen to your intuition and also like for whatever reason, like you and I can look at an ad and a landing page and we know if it's going to convert. We yeah, just know. You just know. Yeah, and just know. I think that's what people pay us to tell them. Like we are the experts. And that was something I had to learn this year was if I'm looking at something and it's not going to work, I cannot run paid traffic to it. Like we have to fix it. Yeah, you got to fix it. And yeah. you got to speak up. Yeah, yeah, it's it's important. But there's a flip side to that too, which I think is when you do run your business sort of based on intuition, which I think is important. I, you know, it's how we do it and it's, it works. Um, but you can also end up like going in completely the wrong direction and like convincing yourself that your intuition has told you that something is right. And then you just like, oh my God, like, what the fuck were we thinking, you know, and you can end up in these things. So I don't know. You that's know, there's, happened to us. That's, yeah, it's definitely happened to us more than once. And so, um, you know, it's not like we've got it all figured out. Yeah. It's, it's hard. It yeah. Hard. And I just think our like dedication to growth is really what it comes down to. Like I, 
we're both very dedicated to our own personal growth and like our own sort of like independent journey. And we support each other's independent journeys. And at the end of the day, we want what is best for our client and for our business. And we'll grow and figure it out to get there together. And I mean, at this point, people keep coming back. So I think we're doing something right. Yeah. I (laughs) hope so. (laughs) I think we are. I think you're really good at what you do. So with all of that, uh, what are your like future goals for this business? Like, where do you see it going? Where do you see yourself, you know, going? You're very, very good at what you do. People really enjoy working with you. I mean, the biggest compliment I get is like, Clay's videos are amazing. I love his emails. Like, I love working with him. You figure out how to automate things. You teach people how to do things. You're, you know, across the board, you can do business development. Now you're doing our accounting, you're doing, you know, CFO stuff, CTO stuff. Like, where do you want to go with this? Where do you see it going? Well, really, I kind of have no idea. It's it's the real answer. Like, you don't know where it's going to go. But, um, you know, right now I'm like really focused on like, how can we help more people like implement this, these things that we figured out, you know, cause we found a system in a, in a way of doing things that really works. Like it creates amazing results for people and they get a ton out of it. And so I'm like, okay, so we can, we're helping, you know, like, I don't know how many people at a time, like 10 people, how many, 10 and 20, yeah, 10 and 20, like, you know, clients or people at a time currently, I don't know if that's right, but um, you know, like how could we help a thousand? Yeah. You know, and it would work. Like if we could have a thousand people doing our system, it, it would work for them. It would work for a thousand people. And, but it's hard, it's hard to, to get there, figure out how you can consistently deliver the same results, like no drop in quality. So that's like what I spend my time thinking about. Yeah. And Um, we're, we're, we've got the uh, email marketing, how to grow your email list that's coming up next. And I think that's kind of like a step towards that. Yeah. It's the first step towards that. And that has been something I wanted to launch for a long time. Um, And we've like, finally, I feel like perfected this sort of system for it um, of how to get people to create this little sort of funnel that we have them make. And um, yeah, so it'll be, I think it'll be really interesting. That one's a little bit more, it's not quite as hands-on as the ones we've done in the past. Yeah. And so I think um, I'm really excited to launch that because I think it's going to work great. Yeah, I I think so too. I'm excited about that. And for me, like I know last year we did a lot, we invested a lot of money back into that idea is scaling this, creating programs, creating offers that can help more people. And for me this year, I'm really excited to be uh, talking in front of a lot of people Yeah, for the first time. That's cool. That's exciting. So um, Clay with, you know, we have agreed to invest some money now in me doing this uh, like coaching program, learning how to public speak, which I have never done. Um, This little podcast is the first experience I've ever had with even talking to more than one person. Uh, Our day to day is like we're on call, very small teams or one to one. And that's what I'm really good at. So I'm trying to figure out, like, I get that this message is resonating. I get that honest marketing is real. And also, you know, what we've figured out is the easiest thing to sell is the truth, the truth. And so how do we spread this message? So while you're kind of working on, you know, how do we create offerings to help more people? What I'm trying to work on is like, how can I actually get in front of more people and Mm -hmm. spend less time behind the computer, head down, making landing pages in my pajamas (laughs) all day. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's really what authentic audience, I feel like it's morphed into, you know, like how do you do marketing honestly? And the way that you do it is that you create an offer or a product or a service that helps people that solves a problem for people. That's something that people need and go and sell it to them. Like no tricks. There doesn't need to be any like fancy there's so much of marketing right now that's like trying to sell you on like the fancy new funnel or the fancy new Facebook technique or the one simple hack to do whatever. And like we we're guilty of a little bit of that, I think sometimes. But yeah, but you you said something funny last week. You were like, I was like, Clay, what's your marketing tip of the day? And what did you say? Uh, focus on creating something good that people want. Yeah, yeah, it's simple, and that's it. You know, it's simple. Like that is just so uh, important. That, that's a mo- the most important thing. It's way more important than marketing is what is it that you're actually selling? Does it help people? Do people like it? 
Like, are they wowed by your product or your service or whatever that you're selling? And if they're not, then you need to probably go work on your, what you're really selling before you think about how you're selling it. Yeah. And, you know, we come into the, to the how, but if the original thing that you're selling isn't really good, um, mar- you know, marketing isn't magic. And I, I, it's important for me for, you know, to not sell that. It's like, it's not magic. It can't make the thing you're the thing that you're selling. Good. Can't yeah. make it good. Only you can make it good. I can make it look good, <laughs> Yeah. you know, and I can make sure that people, you know, want it and whatever. But at the end of the day, if you want to be in business for longer than a year, you're going to need to create something really amazing. And I think focusing on that is far more important than marketing. Yeah. I always say the bigger the bullshit, the bigger the fall. Yeah. You know, like you can carry out something and we've seen this happen, you know, that is not authentic or, you know, not right for so many reasons. And the longer that you sort of like live in this space of selling something or doing something that is not authentic or is not out of integrity, it will work to an extent, but the crash will be massive like okay, yeah. look at the fire, fire festival, festival. <laughs> like phenomenal marketing like phenomenal. Their, their marketing strategy was so ingenious they got so many people pumped up about this thing that never existed and like the but if only they could have backed it up with it something been- real it would have been amazing like the marketing was on point but the product was garbage and so it's a really good example um it's just the yeah that is like the perfect example of amazing marketing and a shit product yeah. and like they were in business for a year yeah. And that was it. And now he's in jail. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of inauthentic moments, uh-huh. um, I think that, you know, it's time to sort of end on that note. I ask everyone the same two questions, starting with number one, what was your most inauthentic business moment? Um, I think my most inauthentic business moment was actually a series of moments um, when before I got into authentic audience, but after I had sort of gotten out of my um, startup job in San Francisco, I went through like a series of ideas and, you know, company, I wanted to start my own company. I knew that I wanted to start my own company. And I did the thing that we see so much of, which is just doing like focusing on the website and focusing on the logo and focus, like focusing on all the wrong things rather than like making something actually good. Um, and because I was unwilling to do the work because to create a company and a business or, or sell a product is like a lot of work. And people um, always want that. Um, you want that magic, that quick fix, that quick fix, you know, success. And, and I was the very exact same. I did the exact same thing that I've seen over and over again. Um, and I think that those were my more inauthentic moments, like trying to sell something that didn't really exist yet and like fake it till you make it and all that stuff. And um, I, I learned, I mean, in the end it was good because it was, you know, I learned the lesson from that. And now I can really quickly recognize it in other people. Like I'll see people come to us and they're like, oh, I want to do this. And I'm like, dude, stop fiddling with your website and your logo, like go launch something, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think that those were some several moments of in- inauthenticity. Yeah. I mean, I appreciate you saying that that was inauthentic, but I actually thought all those ideas were really good. They, they could have been good. Yeah. But, but I wasn't willing to like do the hard you work. You weren't willing to do the hard work and you wanted like a quick ticket or something right. to success right. because you like to automate things. And at the end of the day, you want to be sailing and you <laughs> want to be traveling and doing a lot of things. But I think what this company has taught you is you also want to have a successful business where you work hard and are working with good people. And yeah. before that, you hadn't really you know, worked with the kind of people that we're working with now. Yeah. You sort of had a different mindset. It was a huge, it was a huge shift of, I'm like, wait, you mean we're just going to like tell people what we're doing? We're not like keeping the, like I was very, came into it with this like secretive mindset. Very shady. We can't tell, you know, you like what we're working on. Whereas, and then I came and worked with you and you're like, yeah, here's exactly what we're going to do. Just giving it away for free to everybody. And I was like, whoa, that is a completely different way of doing business it's a it's a much preferable way I think but um that was a big uh big shift that I had to make of like oh we're just like honest (laughs) you know we're like we're just completely honest like we're just here's what it costs and here's what we're going to do for you and here's what it'll hopefully do 
and like take it or take it or not kind yeah. of thing. And well, I always think that that's the most respectful thing that you can do, even in our relationship, like in relationships and business is if you be, if you can be a hundred percent honest and show up honest and say like, here's what I can bring to the table. Here's what we can do. Here's what we can't do. Then it allows the person, the client, the partner, the lover, whoever it is to actually decide if they want, if they want it, if yeah. they want it from a place of laying it all on the table. This is, you know, this is what you're going to get if you're going to be with me. And then two things happen. One, they get to actually decide without any hidden, like, right. you know, bullshit. And two, it's selfishly, I feel seen because <laughs> I can say, hey, here's what we're going to do. Here's what we can do. Here's what I can't do. I do this in business. I do this with you. Like, here's what it means to be married to me. You know, here's what I can show up as. And then if you say, yes, I want that, then it's like, holy shit. You know, I can show up as me. I can stand in my fire with my flaws and my anxieties and my emotions and this and that and know that that person on the other side is there because despite, should right. I say, despite that. So and and we got in a lot of fights, I think, at the beginning with the business stuff about that honest mm-hmm about that honest marketing. And it's so funny because now you're such a big like cheerleader. Yeah, a proponent of it. But yeah, yeah it's, yeah. Yeah. It was a switch. I was calling you out a lot. Uh, well, because mm-hmm. I think we get into, and I have a lot of friends that just get into this sort of business mindset of everyone's out to get me. Right. Um, or like someone. Or if there's, a, you know, or afraid of competitors. But That's, competitors you know, are amazing. Are good. It means you're you know, doing something right. I, I was always like the mistake I was always making was looking for the thing that had no competitors because I thought, oh yeah, like no competitors, I can like dominate. But it's like, dude, if no one else is doing it, there's probably a reason why. Where where and then we ended up doing a marketing agency, which is like how many other marketing agencies but are look there how in the different world? We are right? Anyone exactly. Else? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that there's so many other people doing something similar. Nobody does quite what we do because they're not us. Yeah. What makes it unique is you, which is a whole nother episode. Um, Okay. So on that note, what was one of your more authentic moments in business? Um, Let's see. Authentic moments in business. Or maybe like it wasn't easy, um, but it felt really honest and really authentic. Um, God, I don't know. Well, we're called authentic audience, so try and fucking think of one. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I'm gonna have, we have to pause. I have to think. I don't know. God, be right back. Speaking of authenticity, <laughs> okay. we had to pause because you couldn't think I couldn't think, think of my, my but most But this is one moment. thing I love about you because it used to make me think that you didn't care, but you just care so much. It just takes you a little longer to process. Yeah. Thanks. I have to be patient with you. Um, So please, please share. Authentic moment was, so we were in a a situation where some sort of previous client, previous clients like owed us some money and we had embarked on another, uh, another project with them. And then we eventually, you know, kind of decided like, Hey, look, we we don't want to work with them anymore at all. And they had sent us money for the second project, but they still owed us money from the first. And we were kind of like, hey, we don't we don't want to do any more business with, with you and sort of all the best. But like, we, you know, we're going to move on. And I had the money like in my account that they had sent me for the second project. And I was awfully tempted to keep that money because they owed us a lot. They owed us some some money. And it was just like a kind of it was just a, it was a shitty situation. And, um, and I sent the money back, even though they owed us money. And how did that feel? It felt good. Yeah, it felt good because, you know, it was that money was for the second project, not the first. And it was, it would have been, I think, wrong of me to, to keep the money. And I didn't want to keep the money because once you start doing that, it just creates like bad feelings and bad tension. And, you know, even though what we did didn't work out with them. Like I still value them as, as people and I value them for like the contribution they, they made to us and our business. And I didn't want to have like some for like whatever the amount of money was like, it wasn't that, you know, it was, it was enough that I cared, but it was like not a crazy, crazy amount. Um, and so I sent it back. It's funny that you bring that up because I find that your more authentic moments happen around money. So I'm not really like, 
super motivated by money. Um, I'm motivated by words of affirmation. So you can, if you tell me how great I am all day, you like basically to pay me, which is a problem. Yeah. Don't, don't tell everyone. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I'm realizing that like, you know, money is an exchange of energy and I, I just had a very uncomfortable relationship with money and asking for it and putting a value on my self-worth and it's a whole thing and we all have this, but you are motivated by money and by, you know, creating something that is valuable that people will buy that we can scale and you want to have a boat someday and a savings and all of these things. And I, I really appreciate that and respect that about you. But sometimes we have to either spend money on something or in some cases give money back in situations where we wouldn't necessarily have to. And you do. And you've done it. You did it this week. And I think that, you know, your relationship has changed with money as well. Um, And we're sort of like meeting in the middle now, you know? Yeah. It's just, it's not worth it. No, it's not worth it. It's going to create in the end, it's not going to be a life-changing amount of money. You know what I mean? Like, it's just not going to, it doesn't matter. At the end of the end of your life, you're not going to look back and wish you had that five grand back or whatever no. it was, you know? Yeah. And so just have a clear conscience, sleep well, and don't keep money that's not yours. <laughs> <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, babe, for joining me and being on this. I really enjoyed this. I learned so much. It was great. Here. Yeah, it was fun. I should have well, come on, you know, earlier. I think that's what you say every time I try. Yeah, well. Um, so you'll come on again? Sure. Yeah, I'll come again. Okay. Well, we'll see, you know, if the people, you got to listen to the audience. You know, I if, think the if the audience, people like it. Then I think the audience will like it. And it's back. authentic for me. It's important to hear your opinion and also share that a lot of what I say and what I preach is not just coming from me. It's things I've learned from you. Yeah, you steal it from me. <laughs> and in turn, I steal it from other people, you know. So right. it's all just a big cycle of stealing. Yeah, super honest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, I hope you enjoyed this episode. It was a little bit of everything. Um, it felt really good to have you on here. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got some exciting stuff coming out, so I'll be sharing about that soon. Some new programs, some new projects, some new collaborations, but I hope that this was helpful and hearing sort of how we have figured out or are figuring out how to navigate our working relationship and our always evolving business. Yeah. So until next time, keep growing. Keep growing.